The debate over tax reform has finally come to an end. Congress has passed its bill and the president has signed it. But what's it all mean for Western energy? Wyoming Public Radio's Cooper McKim helps deconstruct tax reform's impact. Greg Whetstone did not expect tax reform to take aim at renewable energy development. He's the CEO and president of the American Council on Renewable Energy. He said earlier this year his organization spoke with key members of the House who seemed assured renewables would not be touched. The reality was very different. The first versions of both the House and Senate bills threatened a primary incentive to wind development, the production tax credit. Wyoming, Montana, and Colorado are just a few western states enjoying new wind developments, thanks in part to those credits, to the tune of some $3 billion each from utilities like Xcel Energy and Rocky Mountain Power. Thousands of new megawatts are expected to be added to the western grid by 2020. So, as Congress entered conference to pull together the two bills, there was considerable pushback from the renewable industry. The conferees really uh, saved us from the direct assaults. All of the uh, House provisions that would have undermined renewable energy credits were rejected. Those provisions would have had a devastating and immediate impact on the sector. The wind production tax credits retained in the tax bill will generate some $85 billion in economic activity between now and 2020 when they're phased out. That's according to the American Wind Energy Association. The only remaining problem was in this new so-called beat tax. That was the other surprise threat that showed up in the first Senate version. The Base Erosion Anti-Abuse Tax Provision, or BEAT, was intended to stop multinational companies from sidestepping tax liability overseas. That had the unfortunate side effect of also impacting renewable tax credits. A report from a Bloomberg analytic firm estimated $12 billion of annual renewable investment was at stake. It's a problem because renewable tax credits are typically sold off to investors as a way to raise funds for new developments, which are very capital-intensive up front. This is big capital investment. It's like building a power plant and buying 25 years of fuel all at once. Whetstone says in the original Senate bill, the credits would have been taxed at an 100% rate. But in the final version, wind and solar companies can offset that tax by 80%. While it's a big improvement, to Whetstone, it's still not enough. Raising capital to build these projects is going to be a little harder. It's going to be a little more expensive and maybe more than a little. That's what we don't know. So while renewables come out not too badly bruised, fossil fuel industries came out the biggest energy winner. Kathleen Skama is president of the Western Energy Alliance. She says the reduction in the corporate tax from 35 percent to 21 percent is a great boost. When you reduce tax rates, industries can create more jobs, create more economic activity, because instead of paying more in taxes, they have more capital that they can invest and create jobs and economic growth. The tax reduction will save oil and gas firms billions, not to mention add a billion dollars to profits. That's according to the Washington Post, referencing a Barclays report. In the West, energy development is largely comprised of small and independent companies. They'll see benefits in a simplified tax code. It's not about the past of handing things out to various industries. It's about a fair straight across the board rate for all industries, treating all small businesses the same. Coal is a different story. Large coal companies like Arch and Peabody, both of which operate in the western U.S., are just emerging from bankruptcies. The companies are still offsetting their profits against years of losses. With the corporate tax reduction, paying back losses will actually take longer. The tax reform package could pose a major threat to some western state budgets, however. A critical source of revenue in Wyoming, for instance, are federal mineral royalties, which help fund education, infrastructure, and the state's general fund. 
In 2017, Wyoming's royalties plus coal leasing bonuses added up to $704 million. Thanks to a piece of legislation called PAYGO or the Pay-As-You-Go Act, tax cuts or other increases in spending must be balanced out by other reductions. Matt Lee Ashley is a senior fellow with the Policy Institute Center for American Progress. But because the cost of this tax bill is so high, uh, they can't just skim off the top of a few programs. It requires the automatic elimination of uh, a number of programs, including mineral leasing payments, to make the, the math add up. But Wyoming Senator Mike Enzi's office said the senator will, quote, really work to make sure Wyoming would be protected, unquote. It adds, since 2010, Congress has waived those automatic budget cuts 16 times. For Inside Energy, I'm Cooper McKim.